Welcome to Trucker's Life Podcast, helping highway heroes, where we bring visibility, appreciation, and celebration to truck drivers, because we know these streets ain't loyal. Streaming every Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all your podcast platforms. Get to floating. If your wheels ain't a turning, then you ain't earning. So let's start the mother trucking show with your host, Queen Key. everyone and welcome to another episode of construction zone welcome inside the construction zone for those of you who don't know me my name is lakeisha martin i am a master trainer and a cdl driver of over 26 years and i've been a trainer for over two decades i am a two million mile safe driver out here moving around this freight in this here united states yes ma'am you can also know me as hashtag queen key or hashtag real queen key if you want to follow me on all the rest of my social media like my instagram tiktok youtube and on facebook of course it's lakeisha martin so hunty welcome inside of the construction zone episode number three what are we talking about today, Queen, inside the construction zone? We are talking about today, honey, is my job killing me? Is your job killing you, honey? We are talking about today the physical health and the lack thereof of over-the-road truck drivers and if the fact that we are truck drivers have an adverse effect on our physical health. Now, we did talk about mental health earlier this year and we are required as truck drivers to have an actual physical every year to make sure that we are in physical health to be able to be in our profession. But is our profession one of the leading causes as to the detriment of our health? Let's explore about it, hunty. Let's talk about it. If you ever hear me on the one nine out there on the CB and I say break a break a one nine, this is Queen Key. That's me. Q U E N K E and the Eve is so nice. My mama did it twice. Come on, holler back at you, girl. So let's start the mother truck show. Okay, let's talk about it. Is your physical health suffering because you're a truck driver? Have you ever thought about that? Probably not. What's the difference between your health now, if you had to think about it, and your health before you started driving truck? Now, this can vary also depending on how long you've been a trucker. As I said, Queens have been out here 26 years. So that's a very long time to be able to judge the adverse effect of my job on my health. Now, somebody who's only been doing it a year, they might not see as much of a changes, or they might, depending on the drastic changes that have taken place from the time you got your CDL and became an over-the-road truck driver versus where you are today. Are you having a hard time getting your physical recertification every two years? Have they knocked you down to where 
you have to do it every year instead of every two years because certain levels of certain things weren't in the right projective that they wanted them to be in. Now, normally we have to take a physical every two years to research. Some people have to research every one year based on their medical conditions and their health. Is that you? Have you always had to research every one year? Or did you go from a two year to a one year? And if you did, why? What caused you to have to research um, every year instead of every two years? Let's talk about a little stats here. I know a lot of people don't like to throw out stats. But Queen likes to do her research. So we like to look some things up. So let's look some things up and look at some stats about truck drivers and the adverse effects on our health or things that could be attributing to the adverse effects of our health based on our job. Okay, ready? Now, it says here on the little clipboard, because you know the friction zone, we got to have our clipboard, hunty. Okay, we got it. Now, it says here, 75% of over-the-road truck drivers in the United States, Mexico, and Canada are considered on the scale to be either overweight or obese. So that's 75%. That's a very high number. Also, truck drivers only consume about 10% of the recommended allotted amount of water that they're supposed to drink in a day. 10% is really low. 80% of drivers get less. 80% of drivers get less than 20% of the recommended exercise for a person who is not a truck driver. So they have this little scale. You're supposed to get this much exercise in a day. 80% of truck drivers barely get 20% of the, the recommended exercise daily on these scales. 90% of truck stops are food deserts. Now, if you don't know what a food desert is, a food desert is a place where there is no access to fresh, whole, cooked, or raw foods. And basically everything is processed, heat them up, fast food. There's no actual whole food for consumption or not enough whole foods available for consumption to get the amount of nutrients needed for the human body in a day. So 90% of truck stops are considered food deserts. Okay? Now it says here that on average, 80% of drivers get two to four hours of sleep per night. When the recommended amount of sleep for a regular person is six to eight hours sleep. So the, the average is between two and four hours for a truck driver for the amount of sleep per night. So those are the stats that we came up with. Now, based on those stats, they're hunting. And I know it didn't sound too good about um, the detriment of what it would have on our health, right? So... What happens because of these stats that we just read was, is that we start to do things like develop uh, chronic illnesses and diseases. Because these chronic illnesses and diseases come from the lack of having those things that we mentioned prior in the stats. It leads to, you know, diabetes, uh, high blood pressure, uh, dehydration, obesity, heart disease insomnia, arthritis, 
and inflammation. So these things are are direct results of not getting the proper amounts of those stats that we mentioned previously. So if you were doing most of these things before you became a truck driver, and then you jumped into and became an over-the-road truck driver, it is very possible that your health is slowly deteriorating because of the environment you're placed in um, when you're doing your job that causes these other illnesses to to be upon us. Now, I'm not saying that this is your fault. This exactly happened to me as well. I mean, when I first started driving, I gained 40 to 60 pounds. I know that I wasn't sleeping at night, worried about delivering the load on time or getting to a load late and trying to pull over and take my 10 hours, um, trying to deal with things at home, stress, um, just different things. Like I said, food deserts, not eating good food, always eating like processed meals and things. These are things as of when I first started that were totally and completely out of my control. Therefore, it caused an adverse effect on my health to where I was obese. I got up to as large as 360 pounds uh, when I had my son out here driving trucks. And as you know, and I'm only 5'7". So you guys can add that up, seeing that I was carrying around 360 pounds worth of weight at the height of 5'7". I was morbidly obese, and I wasn't morbidly obese before I started the job. I began to pick these bad habits and these illnesses up. Thankfully, I only became borderline diabetic and borderline high blood pressure where it did not keep me from reserting, but it woke me up to the fact that I had to make changes in my life, and I had to make different kinds of adjustments to how I was living life while I was on the road if I wanted to avoid becoming chronically ill with one of these diseases or illnesses or eventually not being able to recertify to be able to do my job and that would take the livelihood away from my family which was definitely something that I could not afford and besides my family couldn't afford for me not to be here with them because one of these illnesses could take me up out of here and if you're a diabetic, if you're actually uh, slated to where you have to take the actual injection insulin instead of the pill, then you will not be recertified to be out here to come and drive trucks because you can't be on the insulin version of diabetic medicine. They will take away your certification. So let's say that I reviewed all these things and you said, well, girl, that applies to me. And I thought I was getting a little heavier and oh, my high blood pressure is out of control. And I don't know how I'm going to figure out how I'm going to turn this around. Well, no worries, honey. This is the construction zone. Remember, we are helping one another so that we can turn things around and we can do best with best for us to keep our profession going and to keep us as healthy as possible and as happy because we love being out here trucking. We don't want to go home and change our job based on the fact that these illnesses are preventing us from doing it and we can't get recertified, right? So, Queen, what you got for them? I have some ways that we can try to head these things off and some of the things that I did that can help you turn these things around so you can get your research, you can feel better on the inside, you can keep these chronic illnesses from coming away, and they're small little teeny pivots of things. You don't have to make no big old huge change. Just one little small turn of the wheel. As you know, as a driver, if you turn the wheel a quarter of an inch, Three miles down the road, you'll be four miles over from the original track that you was on. So we can concentrate ourselves on taking little teeny small changes that will help us do a whole pivot and trajectory and get our health moving in the right direction so we won't say, 
Child, my job is killing me. Or it was. Anyway, what you got, Queen? Let's look at it and let's see what we got. Of course, we have the three tips. And of course, three being the least important and number one being the most important tip that you can apply to try to help turn your health around. Okay? You ready? What we got? Tip number three. Subconsciously increase your daily exercise. Oh, exercise. Yeah, that's a bad word when it comes to trucking. I'm driving 11 hours a day. How the heck I'm supposed to exercise? You notice that the first word was to subconsciously increase your daily exercise while trucking. Well, Queen, how do I subconsciously change my exercise? Don't I got to be conscious that I'm exercising to know that I'm exercising? Well, sort of, but not really. How do I do it? I'm going to give you some hints on how I did it. This is what you do. You know how when you pull into the fuel island, girl, and you got all those fuel, you got fuel island number one, it go from number one all the way to 20. Most of the time when we pull into the fuel island, we got to go to the bathroom, right? Yeah, because we've been holding it for hours. So what do we do? We try to find fuel island number one, two, three, closest we can get to the door, right? But what we're going to do is we're going to intentionally park in the fuel island furthest away from the door whether that be fuel island number 20 number 19 whatever the furthest one away is we're going to intentionally park in that fuel island by intentionally parking in that fuel island it causes us to get however many extra steps from your truck into the building and from the building back to your truck right so those are 10 50 20 however many extra steps it is that you wouldn't normally take if you park at fuel island number one make sense so you're subconsciously getting more steps in more exercise more stretching not even thinking about it just by consciously choosing a fuel island that's further away from the door okay how else can we do it you will get into your mind that when you do your post, you have to do a post trip and you have to do a pre trip every day, right? And when you do a pre trip and you do a post trip, you have to go around your whole entire truck and go around the trailer as well. So, what you can do is before you allow yourself to start the pre trip, start at the beginning of your of your headlights on your driver's side, do one complete circle looking for and while you're doing this you could be still doing your pre-trip look down underneath your trailer for any leaks and underneath your truck but you do one complete circle around your truck till you meet back up at the driver's side light then you start your pre-trip as you start your pre-trip as you know you start from your left you hit all your spots you go down your truck you hit all your spots you open your hood you hit all your spots on that side you go down your trailer you hit all your spots your tires you get to the back and you work your way around when you get all the way around to where you're on the other side, checking underneath your engine, do not allow yourself to close the hood until you walk the opposite direction back around the trailer all the way to the front and then close your hood. Your pre-trip is now completed. Look how many extra steps, bending, stretching that you got just by doing a pre-trip that you're gonna have to do anyway. You follow the same procedure for your post-trip and you've subconsciously increased the amount of exercise that you got doing a function that you must do in order to roll the truck anyway. 
subconsciously. Okay. Use your mandatory 30-minute break as a stretch break. You got to take the 30 minutes anyway. Most people take 30 minutes, they run and they go to the bathroom, or they sit in the same cab that you've been driving in for 11 hours. Get out of the cab. I don't care if you go back in the bunk and do some stretching, or you just go out to the side of your truck, stretch to the left, stretch to the right, touch your door here, touch your door there. But use the mandatory 30 minutes that you got to take anyway to stretch. That gives your body more stretching. Now, Thing number two, to try to eliminate the adverse effects of our job, okay? Eliminate drinking the sugary drinks and the energy drinks. Remember, the stat says that we only consume about 10% of the recommended water that we're supposed to drink as truck drivers. And the reason why we do that is because we're driving for a lot of hours. So if we drank a whole gallon of water as what's recommended, we'd be stopping every 15, 20 minutes to go to the bathroom and we wouldn't get any miles covered. So we subconsciously or consciously sort of kind of limit the amount of water that we drink during the day. So to when we stop for fuel or when we stop for a post-trip or pre-trip or a scale or something like that, we'll run into the truck stop and we'll grab something to drink because when we give what 50 gallons of fuel they give you what a free drink on your drink card right you're like yay i'm gonna get me a coffee whole bunch of coffee not a lot of water yay i'm gonna get me a soft drink a whole bunch of soda whole bunch of sugar and carbonation not a lot of water okay so what would you want to do is Stop drinking the energy drink. Like, I got to eat energy anyway. So I'll go in and I'll go in the truck stop and I'll grab an energy drink. Because when you put those energy drinks, those, you know, Powerades or Gatorades, those ups, whatever, you put those in your system, it fills your system up with sodium and sugar, which furthers the dehydration that you're already getting because you're only getting 10% of the water, right? So instead of using those free drink meals to get, uh, yourself those energy drinks or, or sugary soda use it to get bottled water a gallon of water use it to get unsweetened tea that's better than drinking the sugar and then you sweeten as you, as you can with a natural sweetener things of that sort but if you eliminate those energy drinks it will help you because you're not getting that overload of bad sodium and that overload of sugar that's going to cause you further di- dehydration right so that's how we can reverse that now Thing number one. Where is it? Be sure to allow yourself the proper amount of time to get rest. It's very, very important as a driver. We know as drivers, we have to take a mandatory 10-hour break, and we're supposed to be sleeping eight hours of those 10. Do we always get the eight? No. Is it always our fault? No. Do we try for the most part? Yes. But we know that our job basically depends on our cognitive ability to be able to be alert, to be able to drive these trucks over these long hours in the road and make sure that we stay away from dangers and hazards. And that's very, very difficult to do if you are tired and you are sleepy and you have lack of proper rest. Now, what, how do we negate that? What we need to do is, you know that you're coming up on your 11-hour break. Give yourself enough time to where you plan out your route. Plan your route out to where you know exactly which truck stop you're stopping at, 
what time you're going to stop and that there will be available parking. If you wait till it's time to stop to try to find somewhere to park, you may have to go an extra 30 miles, an extra 20 miles to find an open space and this, that, and the third. But if you plan out your day and map out your route, you know exactly where you're going to stop and around about the time that you're going to be there. So it gives you enough time to get into your parking space, get yourself a good shower, have something to eat, and you get that wind down time to where you're going to allow your body to naturally wind itself down instead of trying to just jump into bed and force it to go to sleep. Do a little bit of stretching, do some meditation, read a book, whatever it takes for you to wind down unplug from social media or anything that could be a deterrent that would keep your mind going. Turn your phone down. Some of us can't turn it off because of emergency, things like that. But you ain't got to be on TikTok or Facebook or whatever it is. Give yourself ample time for your body to naturally wind down so that you can get some REM sleep and your body can be rejuvenated for the next day for you to come out here and move this freight around the world. Yes, honey, because a rested driver is the bestest driver. Yes. So I hope that these things were helpful. Follow your physician's advice on the things that you should do. Try to turn those stats around. Our job doesn't have to be killing us if we make the conscious effort to put subconscious habits into place to deter the fact that our job may lead to us having different kinds of chronic illnesses that may prevent us from driving in the future. Yes, because Queen cares about you, Hansi, and I was too much afraid around here for me to be moving all by my and remember that I love you the mostest. Yes, we got to help one another. Don't be alarmed when I say that I love you, even if I don't know you. You want to know why? Because there are people in this world who will find no reason to hate you. So I can find no reason to love you. Yes. And if you hear me on the one nine, I say, hey, it's Queen K. That's me. Q-U-E-N-K-E-E. Because the E was so nice, my mama did it twice. Come on. You holler back at your girl and say, hey, Queen Hunty, let's move this freight. I hope this brought you value. I hope this helps you. And I know that if you apply these things, that you ain't got to worry about your job killing you. And we can get out here and make this money and keep this country going. Be sure to follow me. Come back here inside the construction zone next Thursday to see what we're talking about. Because this is a safe place for us to learn, to grow, to heal, and to help one another. Because Queen said so. Until then, you keep between the lines, driver, and these asphalting trees. And I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Construction Zone. Well, driver, Queen Key has bumped the dock. We hope we got you through those last hundred miles. If not, no worries. Download all the episodes from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast platforms. Hit her on the one nine if you see her on the big road, and she'll join you in the hammer lane. Until then, stay safe, chew up the asphalt, and keep between the lines.